hadn't used Zoom in so long since when you were doing that to hang out with friends in the pandemic. It was, I don't even remember what it was like, Turd Ferguson or some stupid joke. <laughs> I was really worried it was going to be that when I logged in. Welcome to Creative Ops, a podcast for creative people. Hey everybody, welcome back to Creative Ops, a podcast for creative people by creative people. I talked to a creative person in Grand Rapids, Michigan. His name is Derek Moore, and he's a developer by day and a designer by night. That's how he describes himself. What does that mean? Well, we get into a lot of that. He works for a company called Mighty in the Midwest. Derek does logo design, branding, web development, travel posters, and many other things within the realm of web design, just design in general, art, digital art, things like that. He's got a little bit of background with advertising, media production, and he has a lot to say about uh, a lot of different things regarding the creative process, how he got to where he is. And lots of other random things that creative people uh, get to talking about over the course of about an hour and a half. So I hope you enjoy this interview because I really enjoyed getting to know Derek. And uh, I think you will too. So without further ado, uh, nope, just a little bit further ado. Check the show notes for how to get at him. He's got a website. He's on social media. And you can also see I'll put some of the stuff in there for the company that he works for. Uh, Now, without further ado, promise you this time. Here is the interview with Derek Moore. I worked for an agency, Mighty in the Midwest, and we did their website years back. And yeah, it's uh, the the way that that agency builds, like like sites last for, I think that one's eight years old, seven years old. Like it's um, ancient in terms of, uh, you know, internet age, but just technically with them, I don't know any uh, context or anything like that. Okay. So is most of the work that you've done been remotely or do you come into an office? With Mighty, I come into the office. Um, it's Mighty in the Midwest. I don't know if I said that. Um, yeah. It's, we, we adopted the hybrid model really well, which I love. Like the, uh, it's like Mondays at home, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, you're in office. Um, I think Thursdays are home, right? Fridays are optional. It's just kind of, it's set to kind of adhere to some of the remote people a little bit, you know, yeah. like we got someone out in uh, Philly, we just got one down in Florida. So it, it it's easy for them to talk to all of us on camera. And so mm-hmm. like we have two days dedicated to make it easier for them. Yeah. I've talked to somebody that works in website and app development, not on the show, just separately. And they were at a job where they worked like four days a week out of an office, but then since the pandemic, it's been one day a month, they have to come into an office. And apparently <laughs> they said, productivity has gone 150%. Yeah, a lot of people did seem to enjoy it. Like the Friday optional days, it's like me and like, a, like I just simply like being around people. Like yeah. I definitely land closer to extrovert than introvert. Yeah. Um, I get, uh, it's, if we have a cool office, like my window looks right at Van Andel, you know? So mm. like, it's, it's, it's a nice little like spot to walk down. And then, you know, kind of get some fresh air to start my day or well, like the past week it's been just like showing up like a wet dog. 
Um, <laughs> but most of the time it's like this nice, like, Oh, I get some fresh air, you know, maybe run into somebody outside, you know, like it's, it's, I don't know. There's something about like getting to the office that really like stimulates my brain, um, in that early hour versus like at home. I mean, you know, sweatpants until like 5 PM otherwise. <laughs> and that's just, that's just not good for anyone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I get it. I'm out in the suburbs, but if, uh, you know, when there's nice weather, I love getting outside first thing in the morning, like when nobody else is really doing a whole lot outside and just be like, ah, yeah, that, uh, that there is something of like starting that way that I, I, I need to find a way to do it even when I'm not working. It's like, yeah, even today, I'm just like looking outside, like, oh man, it looks great out there, but yeah, sitting inside, drinking coffee, listening to Spotify, <laughs> like trying to like do a couple of these side ideas that I just just distracted constantly. Yeah. Yeah. I was just listening to something on the radio the other day about uh, mental health uh, providers are prescribing, literally prescribing 20 minutes of outdoor time a day to people who are depressed. And they said, you know, the science is behind it, that the more time you spend outside, like just kind of the better your mood becomes. Yeah, I could, I could absolutely vouch for that. Like when pandemic hit, especially during that. Yeah. Yeah. I was already at mighty. And so I kind of lost that like morning time that I always usually had, you know, and yeah, even that, like that one would be even weirder. Cause I, at, at the beginning of pandemic, I lived with a girlfriend and I would sneak in between the houses. And so sometimes people would be starting their day and like, it, you know, there's just kind of this like long haired dude sneaking through their backyard and they'd wave, you know, like, Hey, how's it going? And, you know, then, so you kind of, I don't know, get a little social start to your day and, then, yeah, like being inside for, you know, not going to that walk. I was just inside all the time. And on top of seeing like my skin turn translucent, I noticed didn't feel happier. I was like creaky, just like, I don't know. Some of my getting outside is definitely something I've been lacking since the pandemic. Yeah. So just a second ago, you were talking about you've got these side projects. I want to get into a lot of that stuff. But first, I kind of want to lay a foundation for what you do, kind of go through Maybe when you realized, hey, man, there's there's something to art for me besides just like I'm good at drawing in high school. You know what I mean? Yeah, when did yeah. you kind of notice your talents? And then when did you uh, kind of commit to that? Did you take the traditional route through education? Did you just kind of teach yourself and go out there and say, I'm good at this and prove yourself or a little both? Ha uh, half of it was definitely like uh, self-taught. Then the other half was kind of a, a educated, like educated in. I, I had the the same leaning that like, I feel like most people have where like, I just, I, I my thing was drawing and I wasn't like good at impress. I, I did like comic strips and like just little like things as a kid that like kind of, it was basically just kind of like getting ideas out on paper. I, when I look, I didn't know that at the time. I like looking back, it's kind of like, I think I just like had jokes that I wanted to write down and I thought yeah. I was a bad writer. So I would just draw these little comics, you know, and <laughs> I'm very happy to say I have no idea where those are. I hope they are, they're completely gone. <laughs> I cannot Dude. imagine how embarrassing those are. I've got a book coming out soon and I'm, I'm not here to talk about that, but just to, to say that my mom found a, a steno pad recently that I had <laughs> written angsty poems in when I was oh, a teenager. Baby. And she's like, Hey, I found this. You might want that. And I was like, did you read these? And she's <laughs> like, uh, I was like, you did, didn't you? She's like, yeah. <laughs> it's just, this is such a stab in the heart too. You're just like, Oh yeah. man, I swear. Like I'm not 16 and angsty. I swear. Yeah. I was like, well, if it had to be somebody, I got, I guess I'm glad it was my mom and not anybody else on the planet. But Yeah. More than likely that's where mine lived too. And I, I just, I'd rather, 
you know, it, it, if they stay buried and I never find them again, I'll be fine. I remember like, it just, I remember the names. I had three aliens that were all like friends and it's just stupid stuff. Um, but anyway, like it, that kind of translated into like, I just, I didn't have like ideas that generated out of me. I was kind of, as it turned out, leaned more towards design. Mm. Um, I liked having somebody else have an idea and like, Oh yeah, I got, uh, that's, that's great. You know, I can play off of that. Um, I didn't have like the self-generated stories kind of coming out of me as well as like most artists would, uh, in my opinion. That's interesting. And I got to ask you real quick, sorry to interrupt you. No, 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 you, not at all. Do you play music at all? Because oh, that I sounds wish. very similar to like uh, somebody who's, you know, I can write a song, but it's easier to get something going when there's a group of us and somebody's laying down a beat and somebody's got kind of a baseline already figured out and, you, you know, that kind of an environment. When it comes to like actually doing work, that's, that's full on how I feel. Um, like, it's why like, yeah, I could do like my own stuff. Like I could have like the Derek Moore studio or whatever that'd be like, so, I know a lot of people have that dream, but I much prefer hanging out. Like I, I like designing or well, in, in my day job, I'm a coder. And so I prefer somebody that's like really good on UI, really good on content. Like let's all play like in a band together kind of thing. Like you do, you like, I can do that work. I don't really want to, you know, I'd, I'd rather stay in the front end, you know, and I, it, it is a lot like a band in that sense of kind of like, I, yeah. we all do play solo. We all have our own side projects, but we work together and prefer it together. And so it's, it's more of a, like a collaborative I would not say it's like a family because that brings so many other uh, connotations that just never work out in the business world. So I'd say it's like a band, you know? Yeah. A good creative network. Totally. Yeah. Where, yeah. And like a, a lot of that, like playing off each other too, where you're kind of like, oh, I didn't realize you could, you know, like shave down that much loading time. That would give me a little bit more space to like, maybe I could build this module a little bit more complex, you know, it, like it, you learn to work together. Like most of us have been working together like through the pandemic too. And so like, we've just seen it, like we've been on Zoom calls when just life is just crashing. trying to like work together and like try yeah. to be positive and it's it, it like we've all gotten this place that is just fantastic to be in really so how long have you been with that core group of people then um i started in very beginning it was january 2019 um it was my actually it'll be yeah, I just passed like three years. It's the longest job I've ever had. And it's just <laughs> passed like three years. So I know I'm enjoying it. Um, it's a, it, it's, I, it's a creepy feeling though, where it's one of those like, man, I, I don't even know how long I could work here. Like, this is just great. Yeah. You can feel like all like the, the wires connecting of kind of like, this is the way I thought that a job should be, you know, like I have the autonomy. I have the freedom. I have the responsibility needed. Otherwise I won't do anything at all. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that perfect level of all these different balances where like, Oh yeah. You know, I can, you just feel that, like that scratch of like, Oh, I'm getting a lot done and this feels great. And that's spoken like a true creative too. Cause I know the one thing <laughs> as a, when I'm writing for any capacity fiction or doing something like SEO for somebody else, it's a very just by yourself kind of a job. And sometimes I'll just call somebody up and be like, hey, uh, what do you think about this topic? Or, hey, you said write whatever I wanted, but give me a little bit more, more to go on. Like just kind of playing off somebody, even even just a couple of sentences can get you thinking a 
a different direction that you hadn't before. So totally I get that. And, it, and that's a big part of the podcast too, is I needed to build more of a creative community because, you know, it's good to know a couple of writers, but uh, yeah, it's just, I don't know, your brain lights up when you talk to people that do different things and they all have input into like how they do it. That all kind of correlates to other things too. Yeah. And you're kind of doing like a dream that I would have like wanted to do for a while where it's kind of like, I, I, I wanted to start one, but it was one was like, I don't really have an idea, but I really just want to talk to people. Like I yeah. like, I enjoy creative people for like what you were saying. Like, yeah, it just, I, most people would kind of not be excited to like get to work more, Yeah, but it truly is kind of one of those, like if I, if it's a long weekend or if it's like a hot, like I, I miss like getting, like, I like what I do. And so like, I miss it when it's not there kind of thing. And yeah, that's a, yeah. like a, a sick satisfaction that creative people have, I think. <laughs> Yeah. And also it's nice to have the people around to be like, Hey, have you made progress on anything yet? And be like, Oh, uh, yep. let me go ahead and start doing them. <laughs> yeah, well, you're saying, yeah. You got like a big stain on your shirt and sweatpants and kind of like, yeah, yeah, that's right. I did say I was going to do that today. Didn't I? Yeah. Dang it. Uh, yeah, I can get that. Yeah, dude. Sweatpants, the same shirt two days in a row, just that smell. And you're like, well, I'm feeling writery right now yeah that feels like it maybe that's what i'm missing i have i i'd been telling my boss like similar like kind of like oh yeah i'm gonna talk to a guy because i kind of have some questions about writing a book because i feel like i've got these experiences that i'd like to write down yeah he goes actually yeah i've got something that uh, you might enjoy for that which is quite literally like the you should write a book from uh, a book apart (laughs) so and like the very first page listed my issue which is always like i have half-baked ideas where it's kind of like this would be great, oh, but it's going to be a lot of work to write that down and follow through on it. Maybe another time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe, yeah, future Derek, he'll want to work on it for sure. Okay, I got I got sidetracked a little bit, which happens a lot. Don't worry about it. Um, so we were talking about kind of, yeah, your professional path and we've gotten up to now you've been working at the same place for the last couple of years tell me more about uh like just your general interest in art you said it started with you like to draw things and Mm -hmm. it sounds like a lot of what you do now on the professional side of things is more like the the graphic design kind of thing right totally so what's Um, the what's the bridge from from the being a good artist you know with your hands to kind of moving that into the digital space and then into a commercial space I'm not a hundred percent sure. I I did just kind of gravitate towards a computer like early on. Like I just, it just simply, I remember even like when we, we first got graphing calculators in uh, mm-hmm. uh, algebra and like, Oh, that yeah. was like a game changer because as it turns out, I had a friend that like, he kind of knew how to write certain programs. And I like, was one of those like, Oh, you can, so that's all it takes to write a program. Okay. Well, I bet I could turn that. And I ended up making, um, Anytime that I would run into a problem, I had a pre-built um, formula so that I didn't have to do the work. Yeah, it would just kind of be like, all right, what's the x, what's the y, and it would do all of the work for you uh-huh. and spit this answer. So all my, I got in trouble a lot for cheating. But as well, I was like, <laughs> no, I mean, like, dude, like you gave me the tools. Like I, I wanted to make it easier for myself. Like I don't know the the technical aspect, the technical curiosity was always there. I think it was like. What I man, first website I designed with friends. I think might have been like <laughs> sixth grade like MSN groups. It was like that GeoCities era, if you remember oh, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah With those real. like two-page long address bar. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and like, yeah, yeah, like no security whatsoever. Just anyone can create a site on anything. And just, it's, 
in that wild <laughs> west i remember making a site with a few friends and like didn't realize that was like exactly what i'd love to do but i mean i was like I, I was on it every day i was like making new pages i was like my designs were terrible i remember i would make the page <laughs> i love to make the page and the text color the same so you had to highlight the whole thing in order to read anything <laughs> really great for accessibility um but no like the technical aspect very avant-garde yeah yeah that's really what uh, like low visual uh, low visibility people really want you know like green on green it's uh that's good uh that yeah that technical thing it was more like i just kind of wanted to marry i i not that i wanted to marry the two i just i always had to do both and i like i couldn't with with i did a lot of like computer when i was on the computer a lot i just i wasn't satisfied if i was only like drawing i wasn't satisfied i had to do like one day of this one day of that and so like it's it slowly just built to a point where it was, I had to build a job or I had to build a life where like I got to do both because otherwise I'd get burned out on one. Yeah. So like now I have it where, um, well, that I should say, yeah, to stay on track, that turned into learning HTML code, like Northern didn't really teach it. Um, so I had a friend that knew how to do it and kind of got me started. And then I learned that and from there learned, you know, the CSS JavaScript from there learned PHP got to a point where like i you know now that's what i do day to day i eight hours of writing well not eight hours of writing code but close um yeah and it's code for a front end you know it's not just kind of like writing an api to write an api it's like this i have a visual idea of what i want to see on the page break that down a little bit more simply it's not just an api <laughs> what what is what does that mean oh sorry uh you're a dumb guy I, like me and uh, probably a lot of people listening well i it's there's like a level of coder that I don't consider myself where like, if I didn't have a visual, like if I didn't have something that I was like interacting with, um, getting output, I just wouldn't be interested in it. I don't care about writing the code for the code's sake. I want to write the code so that I can see what happens on the front and kind of watch, like if I write this mm. component out this way, it loads immediately. And then I get this beautiful, like fade in on the page. It's, it's essentially like a different set of brushes, more or less. Like I, I still paint, but with a whole new set of brushes, you know, it's, it's a digital, a digital paintbrush kind of thing. It's, it almost sounds in, in a sense, like you're translating one language to another. And that makes me wonder if you took any languages in school, if you like kind of had a proclivity towards that, or if it's just a total different part of the brain. You know, there's a lot of things I should have done. You know, I should have done the music. I should have done the language. Um, I, I, I didn't, I just stored it all up to be a web designer one day. Um, I actually was terrible at other languages. Um, I just couldn't pick it up, but like I can relate relate to it now. I think it was just I I I never really had a reason to learn them. I don't know. Yeah, web it development is definitely its own language that I I for some reason had the interest in. Like like ooh that that works. Yeah, and then each one is a little different. Like you know you have your 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 structure languages which are a certain way and then you have your scripting languages which are another way and so it is a little bit like learning to translate for people and then of course you're translating from english on or like a graphic designer is giving you a layout and kind of like i want it to look like this i want this to happen here and kind of like okay cool i can write that like i mean yeah. you would you would mention doing seo for someone else. it's similar like you just kind of someone says i have these ideas that i need to communicate but i can't communicate them yeah and like you take that like okay yeah let me 
like, okay, I could, I could do this. You know, those keep doing these visual things and realizing that then of course you don't have video going. Um, <laughs> like uh, people just, at uh, home, he's rubbing his hands together <laughs> with anticipation. Yeah. Licking his lips. Oh, he's getting, he's getting weird about it. <laughs> um, no, yeah, it's a, it's, it's definitely kind of a, a language translation design in general, I feel like is more communication than like most other things are there. There's more communication than I was aware of when I first joined it. Like, most of the time, you're really just trying to get an idea across to somebody for the first time and hope mm. that it lands. Yeah. Which, yeah, you might not be using written language, but it's still kind of communication. You know, you're still trying to get this idea through on either just a little mark or a website or a book or poster. There's so many ways to communicate, I guess. Yeah, um, yeah I... Uh, I I didn't take the, I didn't take, I guess I should have taken the language. I might've been able to expound on that a little bit better, <laughs> a, little, a little more on track with it. Well, we'll get you on one of those uh, free language apps and check back in with you in like 120 oh, days. Please, please do. <laughs> Considering something really useless like Icelandic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what I was thinking earlier too, is maybe, and I, I think I was kind of the same way too. I don't know how good I would have been. I took a little bit of German in school, like just enough to satisfy the basic uh, requirements. But I never put that much into it because I didn't see the utilitarian value. I was like, I could go to Frankenmuth and maybe talk to a couple people there. But otherwise, <laughs> yeah. it's like one country in a big plot of other countries that speaks this one specific <laughs> language. It's kind of dumb that I chose that instead of Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> could have used you i got lost in germany and needed a translator and it's like, the first it's time a, in my entire life that i've heard someone say i could have used a german speaking person hey I, I remember having that thought like kind of like man if i knew like any little bit of german would help it was like the spongebob <laughs> episode where he's trapped uh, after the bus has left him and he can't read the sign like that literally happened i got off a bus realized i was in the wrong spot and closed the doors and drove off like faster than it pulled up and i realized the entire sign is in german i don't know if it's ever coming back and i'm in the wrong place like bruh that's when I needed, I, I didn't realize. Like, Man, if I had had some German friends, dang, someone that would have taken it in high school, he could have gotten me out of his spine right now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how much use that would have been either. I probably could have found out where the bathroom was. Uh, <laughs> ask somebody where they're from, tell them where I'm from. That's what they'd like. Yeah. Around the 8 p.m. at night, that's what German like people or Germans like people like asking them where the bathroom is from these two very large men kind of like, hey, we're, we're looking for help. Can somebody help us? <laughs> uh so when did you uh when did you travel europe and or just germany um i've, I've got a couple of countries down in europe now uh i went once in 2014 with my mom um and that was a, it was just a game changer mentally like being so i didn't I, I don't know you always see footage from across the world but it was a really weird thing to like understand that i was in a place like four thousand miles away from where i'd started like that was a very eye-opening thing and i got a little addicted i like kind of just decided to go all in on the like the lifestyle that i wanted it was one of those like i kind of want to be one of those traveling people but everyone just says they want to do it but i think i'm going to do this yeah and i uh, had a couple of friends that i really sweet talked into like becoming my travel buddies now they're <laughs> far more talented at it than me um but we kind of we did this like initial hop around europe and then we 
enjoyed that. So then we went to Iceland and then I turned 30 in Ireland with all these guys. And like, then I ended up going to like, I don't know. It just, it kind of turned into like, once the veil was pulled down, like, Oh yeah, this is that hard. Like I can do this. Like all you got to do is find the plane ticket for like under 500. And then, Hey, there you go. That's like (laughs) my whole trip. Yeah. Travel has definitely been a, a fun little side. It gives me a lot of like ideas too. I learned how to communicate much quicker when you are looking for a bathroom yeah, and yeah. you see all those, like, like I get annoyed when I go to a bar now and they have like, uh, like speakeasy has it where there's just like legs crossed and like one is like high boots and one is like regular boots. And it's kind of, Oh, I guess that means men and women bathrooms. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, realizing like, I just need to see that. Like, Oh, that's the toilet symbol. Okay. Thank you. This is great communication. This is great design. Like it, it, little things you pick up from being elsewhere and realizing like how much more effective it is to just be very obvious when you're yeah. making something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember too. I went to a restaurant one time and it was a, I can't remember. It was an ethnic restaurant, but the bathrooms like had like the, the words for boys and girls or men and women in the language of the restaurant. And I was just looking at like, I have no clue. Oh God. Yeah. That's such a weird assumption too. Like who's going to know that is yeah. it like Basque or is it like one of those weird, like super specific restaurants that have been popping up too? I don't even remember. It wasn't, it wasn't around town here. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. It was somewhere where I was traveling and I was just like, I mean, I know the menu is all in the other language, but like they have pictures of it too, but yeah. I guess everything is in this language. God, that though, is, yeah. That's entirely infuriating. Yeah. Yeah. Even though we're not in, you know, a sizable population of this, it's just okay. So I think I just waited until somebody came out and I was like, ah, <laughs> yeah, that guy kind of looks like me. I think that's me. Yeah. yeah I, I'm going to follow that guy. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I'm also the guy that's too, uh, I don't want to be like the guy that doesn't know. So when, uh, <laughs> when I went to, uh, what's it called? It might just be called Little Africa over in East Town. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I've heard yeah. that's amazing. It is. It's really good. But the first time I went there, like they bring you out like a little bowl of water. And I was like, oh. I didn't want to ask anybody. And I'm just kind of like looking at it and like putting it in front of me, like kind of do I do I have to wait till something comes or am I supposed to like drink this before the food comes? <sighs> and somebody at another table goes, you use that to wash your hands before you eat. And I go, oh, cool. Thanks. <laughs> God oh man I was, yeah i'm like pictured it too just kind of like that like confident like confidently drinking out of a bowl <laughs> <laughs> so yeah if you ever go there and i highly recommend it to anybody uh if you get a bowl of water it's just for you to kind of clean your hands off because it's all finger foodie don't confidently please drink out of the bowl got it don't yeah don't <laughs> don't do the kid finishing his cereal milk yeah <laughs> what were we talking about before? yeah we're what say this is what i do do you say i'm an artist do you say i'm a coder do you kind of like use the two interchangeably as you are coding for art's sake kind of honestly if you could ever come up with one i'd, I'd love it i i have never had a consistent way to be able to like int- like introduce what i do kind of like oh what do you do turns into a long one for me every time it's like because my mind tries to car- compartmentalize all these different things as like well that's separate that's separate mm-hmm. and kind of i'm <laughs> in my mind i'm kind of trying to figure out how they all merge or if they merge 
Yeah. Yeah. No, I have that same issue where it's kind of like, I don't know, I, I say designer developer, but yeah. then, you know, developer is a bit of a vague term, you know, kind of like, okay, like a, like a, like a develop, like a contracting developer or like a web developer, like a, did you make so crazy I, birds? Yeah. To what? Did you make crazy birds? That kind <laughs> yeah, of yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, it usually devolves. It, it'll also depend on who's asking too, because if I say web developer, it will turn to that. Like, Oh, I've had an app idea. Yeah. And so I was like, Oh, I bet you don't know what that costs. <laughs> like, sure. You've got an idea. We've all got ideas. It's the, it's the rest of it. That's the issue. How about an app that helps people know when it's time to put on deodorant? Yeah. Oh man. I've had some, <laughs> I've, I've had a couple interesting ideas where like they'll, they'll be done talking and I'm, I'm waiting to hear like what the, what the idea was and realize like they told me the idea already and then have to do that. that back. Oh, Oh, Oh yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, uh, I could see where that would be an app. Uh, yeah, <laughs> just yeah, I, yeah. I will switch <laughs> what I do depending on what someone's about to ask, more or less. It's funny because just now that made me think. I was talking to my friend uh, Mike. He's a comedian in town, and uh, he was saying that sometimes people will be like, "You know, I had this funny idea the oh, other day," God. and he just goes straight into that like uh, skit from Chappelle's show where he's like, "I wonder what Arsenio Hall's doing right now. I bet he's at a cheese party and he's mad that they didn't tell him how good the cheese is." Yeah, staring no, at the person like blankly nodding while they're talking, thinking about something completely different. Yeah, no, fully, fully agree with that. Yeah, um, I run into that too, where I kind of like, I don't know, like do these actually go together like i i'm forcing them into each other but like kind of like at one point i i love a good pun and so i kind of i love the show bob's burgers oh yeah and i like in pandemic and like just looking for something to do i had that like you know what they have some great puns for their stores in that show i bet those yeah. stores could all use a logo so i made that into like a series and kind of one was like i don't know do comedy and design mix am i trying like this seems like I might just be stretching a little too far here, you know, like one step a little, like you can't do comedy logos. Like there's no audience for that kind of thing. I don't uh, know, man. You might be surprised. I'm well, I'm working on Like we'll find out in like a year or two if I've given up or if I've really like leaned into it. Yeah. Uh, it's a, it, especially it's one now, of those man, things that, yeah. You see comedy coming from a lot of different directions now. Like uh, what's the guy's name? Kyle Dunnigan is a comedian who has always been like a, com a very talented actor, but he's taken mm -hmm. it to a different level. And there's another guy on Instagram, uh, PD, PD USA. He's a guy who just, uh, he's got a long beard, long hair, and he makes these videos where he plays all the characters and like barely does any like inflection change when he's doing it, <laughs> but they're all hilarious. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I'm always, I've, I've always kind of wanted to like find some, avenue in comedy but i just you know like without again like i don't tend to just generate stuff out of myself and so it's kind of one of those like well i don't I'm not do it stand up and i like the i trip over words so horrifically where it's like <laughs> i'm not about to do that in front of a big group like just no chance yeah but you know like i <laughs> i uh I found that i can really lean into this kind of like awful taste but great execution type of work um where it just the Bob's Burgers one specifically, there's one that comes to mind. This is a little crass, but it's uh, it was Maxi Pads Large Apartment Rentals was the name of the business. Large Apartment Rentals. Yeah, Maxi Pads and then colon Large Apartment Rentals. And so I turned I I illustrated these straight up to look like apartment buildings kind of all down a line. But like anyone over the age of like 13 is very well aware of what they're looking at. 
and I like got it just got such mixed reactions whenever I'd put it up somewhere of just kind of like, oh man, that's hilarious. And then just kind of like, this is disgusting. How dare you? Like this is I remember I got a lot of like Reddit especially was the real big divider. Um <laughs> where like it'd get I'd get to like a hundred upvotes, 150 upvotes, and then it would get removed and then kind of like, well, it was doing good. Like, you know, just because one person didn't like it. I mean, it clearly it wasn't like that bad a taste. Yeah, uh, I think I think you're doing something right, though, if you're reaching people that will watch something or look at something or listen to something or read something and go, oh, like <laughs> the fact that that many people are paying attention to it, I think means that it's in the right direction, at least. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's got the bones in there. It's not because not if quite... all you ever get is like, oh, that's really nice, dude. Good job. <sighs> like, it's like, I don't know if people are really paying attention to that or if it's just like, cool. <laughs> It's kind of the thing I dig on talking to uh, uh, creative stewards. Like they're, they're much more honest in that sense. They're not, they know that you're not just looking to hear nice words. It's kind of like, no, I, I want to get better kind of thing. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, when, yeah. you look at this cover, like, t- like, tell me, like, this font is or isn't working. These colors don't work well together. Like, the pages should be a little bit more spaced. I, I just, things that aren't like, it don't need to be complimented to just kind of hear like, oh yeah, wow, you're really good at this. Like you're, you're yeah, so, t- yeah. I wish I could draw and kind of like that, not the point here, not what yeah. I'm showing you. Yeah, it goes one of two ways either too. Like one of just like, oh, nice. oh, okay, cool. Or you'll get somebody, you'll say, hey, uh, does this paragraph read well? And they'll go, uh, you know what you should change is the cover. This part over here. Oh. Didn't, didn't ask about that. <laughs> yeah. I'm asking specifically about this. Worked that part out already. Thank you. Yep. <laughs> uh, that's what you get when you talk to, what did he call them? The normies. Yeah. I'm just I've, kidding. Non-creative people. I love you. I love everybody. I've been in this um, uh, mode where I've been trying to figure out what that is. Like uh, someone is uh, like was dropping NT. They would just kind of like. Yeah, it's the typical NTs. And I, like at a certain point, I was like, NT, I don't think I know that one. And they were saying neurotypicals. And I suddenly realized like, oh, you know what? I can entirely see that like just anyone I interact with at a creative level is neurodiverse or neurodivergent. I could entirely see that. It's like an all encompassing term too for like uh, ADHD or dyslexic Mm -hmm. or ASD or um, a plethora of other like kind of like, I don't know if you'd call it fringe. I think it's kind of taking over and rightfully so what a lot of things would be called learning disabilities yeah because that name in and of itself kind of implies like this person's incapable of learning it's like well that's mm-hmm. that's not the case because right. there's a lot of neurodivergent people that are absolutely brilliant but maybe they can't sit still for that long without talking ideas out you know what i mean yeah exactly or like that there's a really like you're gonna have to really prove why this is important kind of thing or like you yeah, just, yeah it's gonna have to have a few more visuals or i've heard I guess you, you, you're a parent, so you'd know. I've heard that, like, now there's even options for, like, chairs that kind of swivel while you sit, you know, for kids. Huh. And I had that thought of, like, boy, that would have been really nice. Like, I wasn't the overactive kid. <laughs> I was, like, close to the inattentive kid. Yeah. Um, but it was, like, I just, yeah, the amount of times your mind would just wander and daydream and kind of, like, man, I bet if I had a chair to swivel in, I would have been able to kind of, like, fo- like, I could have, like, kept my head forward while moving side to side, and that would have, like... I mean, I did well enough, so it wasn't that big of a worry, but 
Someone yeah. also recently called them. They said they preferred it to be called like conditions, which I enjoyed. Like it, it feels more like a mental case because it's not a, you don't feel it as a disadvantage. You can really lean into it and really like, you know, turn it into something great. Like most of like anyone that sticks with creativity, like yeah, you've learned how to leverage that into a weapon and kind of like, no, I mean, maybe this intense focus, like yeah. maybe I can, I can use this for good. things that are happening around me. Like, and people, people, even just when they read, they'll do the same thing. You'll have to knock somebody on the shoulder. Like, huh? <laughs> yeah like yeah just kind of getting in the zone and tune, tuning everything else out and i think there's something to that with i don't I, I guess i really don't know so i can't speak scientifically but i would think that there's something to that with neurodivergence and that like hyper focus mm-hmm. you know i've yeah i've been really you know, it's fascinated harder to by get it. there because for me i'll have oh. days where like i know i want to do something i have an idea for something and i'll just sit there and be like <sighs> what if i don't do this right i don't know if this is well i'd just be wasting my time if i do that. and the next thing i'm like oh i don't have time to do this anymore and great yeah yeah mine turns into like i i keep i'm the guy that like sits down 800 times yeah. to like get started you know it's kind yeah. of like i'll sit down and kind of like oh you know what i'd like I, I should get some wine before i do this and then yeah. you know like get up get some wine and then like oh you know what? i didn't do the dish like i the pan is still sitting there and so then i'll like wash one pan and then like sit back down like, oh, you know what? I didn't grab that wine. And then like it just I, I, I'm doing anything to avoid actually sitting down and like getting that thing started. Yeah. And like the, once I find that zone, oh, boy, then it's a struggle that like the volume's got to be right on the TV outside. I will do anything to avoid actually doing it, which is why <laughs> this like wanted like this book idea sits at like one tenth written out of like what i had hoped to kind of like be working through it's like i should be able this like you know a good chunk of a of a journal maybe like 90 percent of a journal like yeah that that would probably mean i could write a a, write enough for a a book to be interesting and i got like i'm like a tenth of it in and i just keep having the night you're describing we're like "Ah, i just i'm sitting at i was doing it last night just sitting and staring at it like ended up doing i think i ended up what did i yeah i I ended up doing something completely different, like a, just a different side project I'm working on. I was like, like yeah. just kind of like, you know, nope, doing doing this instead. I feel like drawing dogs instead today. Talking to myself, just do it, you dumb son of a bitch. You know, it's going to make you feel better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I do finally sit down, like you have like an hour where you just put out like, you know, like six pages. You're like, oh, wow, that was, whew, that felt good. Like, and yeah. I want to do that again. And then it's gone, you know, <laughs> burned it all out it's been yeah it's been a really fun thing to learn i i'm trying to figure out how to like actually like truly weaponize it and that sounds terrible but like as in like (laughs) when you're feeling this emotion try doing one of these types of side projects if you're feeling this emotion try doing one of these types you know like really learning how to work with yourself instead of like constantly being like "Ah, i can do this i swear i can do this how am i not able to do this like other people yeah like i'm I'm working much harder at that uh, that level of like oh no you know what i can like cognitive conditioning yeah yeah totally right it's actually a good term if it's a that's not a term it should be yeah you heard it here first (laughs) (laughs) that'll be that can be your next book yeah cognitive conditioning How long do you think it took you from like start to finish, like where you had the concept of like, you know, I think I kind of want to write something to where then you sat and struggle with it and to then 
get it to a publisher, get it to a cover designer. And like, I'm just, I'm very curious about that. I've like, most of why I wanted to get on was kind of like pick your brain on like, how did you follow through on something that's so difficult? Mostly, I, I quit working when I had just too many kids to keep teaching. Like it didn't financially <laughs> make sense. Um, and then I was like, well, I'm going to do that because I always said I was going to. And so just little by little, probably like, uh, it probably took a little over two years of just getting like the beginning written, the middle of it, and the end written. And then I could really dig into it and edit and rewrite and do all those things. So Dang. probably close to three years, wow. three and a half years, all said and done. And that was the first time I'd written a novel. I'd written a bunch. I was an English literature major in college. I'd written a ton but that was the first time writing a full length novel like that so Dang. i just learned as i went along got to talk to some people about their process because i started writing um based on a book it was what was it called like 90 days to your manuscript or something like that i can't remember what it was and i started doing these things that they said in there and then i talked to a writer who was like i wouldn't do that if i were you i would just write it and see what you have and you know go through the process of making it better then it's like yeah okay so i didn't really do any outlining or anything like that and my ideas for how it was going to end changed almost daily up until the really? day that i wrote it i was like well i guess this is how it ends now oh dang so yeah going into so more the of end like of it even more of like know. start with an idea and kind of see where it takes you rather than yeah have it have a, a goal at the end and write something around it kind of thing Mm -hmm. And the kind of the way that I'll do it too is usually I'll write about a hundred pages and then go into full-blown editor mode on those. Then I'll write another hundred pages, go into full-blown editor mode on all of it then write another, you know, and so on and so forth. So Dang. that way I kind of keep stacking on new stuff, but going back through and making sure that it all is fluid and works together before I press onto the next third or fourth or quarter or whatever you break it down. Dang. Or fourth is a quarter. <laughs> yeah yeah it like it the more i was looking at it the more i was like man there is a lot more to this no wonder like people don't write books very often yeah <laughs> or, like, and it is frustrating if you feel like you had a good day and you look and you're like i wrote like two pages but if you feel good about writing a page or two that's better than well, like well i got 10 done but i don't know how much of it i'm gonna keep you know yeah so it's just one of those things it's like walking if you think about going on a five mile walk and think about how long five miles is with every step you know, it's going to be miserable, but after a while you just kind of get into the flow and then you're like, Oh, I got more room behind me than I got in front of me now. Yeah. That's a good way to look at it. Yeah. Yeah. But it is, so, it's a, it's a slow game writing anything that's going to be more than 50 pages. It's going to be a slow game. Maybe I'll aim for 49 pages then. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be more like a pamphlet. Yeah. They're getting 49 <laughs> pages and maybe uh, 35 of them have pictures. Yeah. You can just <laughs> skip it all and do a coffee table book with all the funny logos. That's oh, you know what? Maybe that's good practice, actually. Or that could be your side project for when you're gay. You're like, I just can't get. Oh, all right, I'll do the funny, the funny logos until until I get an idea. Wait, what is that called when your side projects start getting their own side projects? Uh, side There's there's something there. I don't know. It's a nightmare, though. That's that's one I don't need to uh, welcome. That's for sure. Yeah, I feel like everything I do right now is a side project, but uh, I don't know. That's kind of a fun way to live, too. Hey, 
have you ever like been jealous of the people like i've wondered all the time of like kind of going back to the neurodivergency like would i rather be more nt and kind of like just more or less be sad like be happy to have nothing going on versus like needing a lot to go on yeah like i like i i go it definitely has its advantages my wife is the kind of person who is like i'm going to start doing something now and i know i'm not going to bother her until she finishes it because she's the kind of person who's like not right now i'm in the middle of a task and doesn't stop until it's done or until there's a reasonable point to stop you know what i mean and i'm more of a like huh i'm gonna walk away from this for an hour and see what see what i think about it then she's like why are you taking so long i'm like i'm just that's that's how i do it (laughs) and then you all you have is like it's a process yeah and i can come (laughs) up with some cool stuff sometimes on the creative side of things but she can get through pretty much any other like physical task that gets done around the house twice as fast as me and she lets me know (laughs) well as long as yeah as long as you're aware of it you know that's the more important part (laughs) and it's unintentionally worked in my favor she's like you know what i'll do that because it'll take you a lot longer okay i didn't do it on purpose uh... but it does work so and more advice for people Be bad at household tasks, and your wife will just do it out of time sake. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I definitely can relate to that one. I I live in a series of piles. Like it's kind of one of like I just kind of like I got I've got the clean pile, the dirty pile, but everywhere. Like it's if people will come over and they'll kind of be like, "Oh, this looks great," is because it all it takes is like one blanket to get covered up, and that covers ninety percent of the mess because I have it all in one area because I can't seem to just work through that area. Well, I still have like. You have a very things adult from when I first moved space. into this apartment that I haven't cleaned. From what I can tell, from what I see, you have a very adult looking space. The last time <laughs> that I was single, my apartment before my wife moved into it, I had one side table, a folding like Papazon style chair, but it was still like a folding <laughs> cheap crappy one, um, a TV, an air mattress, and I used uh, my laundry bag of clean clothes as like a pillow. <laughs> I could have gone out and bought stuff, but I was like, I'm a simple guy. I don't need much. Yeah, my my 20s ones were those those were impressive. I I occasionally will come across photos like that and have it like, oh my God, I didn't I didn't realize at the time just how greasy I was living. You know, I was a like, straight up caveman, dude. Oh yeah. Like yeah. we had like a, an entertainment center that didn't like uh my roommate wanted a bigger TV, but it wouldn't fit in our entertainment center. And so we just ripped the top part of the entertainment center off. <laughs> and there's just like exposed screws like sitting up and stuff like that. And we we're just kind of like, yeah, hey, yeah, hey, just don't go near it. You know, like it like like be careful if you're near the entertainment center because there's like open screws. I love screws the way you're so casually like, just don't go near it. Like stupid. Yeah. It's it, like it just Hey man, you get screws were, here. Like, yeah, don't touch them, obviously. <laughs> some of the bachelor pads i had were like i mean I, like they're so funny when i think back on them and like we had oh man like i remember there being like a stuffed owl that we would talk to, like we don't nobody in the room or in the house even likes owls but for some reason there was just a stuffed owl that kind of like was like the the determining judge on certain things and obviously it's inanimate so it's yeah. not helping anything in any way but it was just a very yeah. like well if the owl <laughs> says it that's you know that that's kind of law you know it's weird weird things like that this one i got lucky because like in your 30s like the the breakup like all your friends feel bad for you and yeah. so they just give you a bunch of stuff and so i like i for a while i, I like i like these all the couches and chairs kind of came from um other people 
And I think they just kind of assumed that would get you going because then I'd have them come through and be, uh, <laughs> I remember one in particular, um, <laughs> showed her my room and she's like, you don't have a, a bed skirt. And I was like, I'm like, what? I don't know what that means. Like, uh, <laughs> what, like, yeah. what do you mean? She's like, you know, it covers like those metal, the metal parts. It's like, well, yeah, but I've got it off the ground. Isn't that the important part? And it's just yeah. that like shutter and kind of like, well, I don't know. I guess I won't tell you that I also don't have a comforter, but uh, you can find <laughs> <laughs> just like it. There's, I don't know. In my opinion, I, I feel like those, some of those things, I mean, this is going to, yeah, very bachelor me out, I guess, but like, I just, I don't feel like you need all that stuff. Yeah. No, I, well, I mean, obviously I was just telling you, I slept on an air mattress and it wasn't even a good air mattress. It was like half <laughs> deflated by the time I woke up every morning and I was just like, this oh. is my life. It's fine. Yeah. You just gotta, it, <laughs> the fact it didn't bother you is always, I think when you look back, you're kind of like, how did you just be okay with this? Yeah. Like the amount I've, of times that I would, yeah, like sleep on the couch on purpose because it was like, oh, I am in a good spot, you know, and like it's a little more comfortable than my bed. I'm like, why didn't I just buy a better mattress? Yeah. Yeah. Because that's money that could be used for something awesome tomorrow. Maybe. Who knows? That's, that's true. Yeah. Because we did have to pool our money so we could get another 30 rack of hams for the next night, you know? Yeah. And that fear of FOMO, I think, is alive and well. That's one maybe good sign that you're neurodivergent too is like, there must be something going on and I want to know about it now. Yes. I, yes. Like horrifyingly <laughs> like gripping case of FOMO, which is, yeah. oh man, at, at 33, it's much more exhausting the next day to be kind of like, oh man, why did I, like, why did I have to go to pyramid scheme twice yesterday? Like I, <laughs> I probably could have skipped the second one. Like I didn't need to do that. And, sh- but yeah, I might've missed something. Heaven forbid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was over at the turnstiles the other night for uh, Prince night and they had a band playing that was really good. Mel was it Melophonics? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were awesome. But I was like, I went there thinking like, we're going to listen to some Prince. And then I got there and I was like, eh, it's not Princey. <laughs> but then I stayed anyway, because I was like, well, I'm here. I'm- yeah, well, is, that may as good. well be staying, you know, and like, yeah. I should get one more PBR, I guess, you know, and like, I don't be, want the bartender to think I'm rude. <laughs> to be fair to Turnstiles and Melophonics, they did play some Prince, but it, <laughs> yeah, me, I, I was all like, this isn't Princey enough. I'm here. <laughs> you and every other uh, person you're in, and all of a sudden you realize like, oh, wow, this room is very young. Yeah. yeah. Somebody- it's always when it hits, you're kind of like, who's Prince? My, yeah, my friend is only a couple of years younger than me, like two years younger than me. But then a, an old guy walked in and he goes, hey, check it out. You're not the oldest guy here anymore. I said, Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for that. God. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> oh, man. Roasted uh, by a stranger, too. Yeah. He wasn't wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I figured you were going to say he was uh, like he walked in and he had like uh, assumed you were Brett Gelman again. Yes, I, dude, I got the, I do have a very Brett Gelman-y look. So, I, like, he shows up, he's one of those characters that shows up so briefly that I have such a hard time telling people, like, when I was telling people I was going to do this, like, man, you guys, he looks so much like this comedian Brett Gelman, and I have no idea how to relate to him if you haven't seen, like, it's like, he did some drunk histories, he did some uh, stranger things, and kind of like, I don't know how to describe him, but trust me, he looks exactly like him. A lot of people remember him from, uh, um Christina's husband in uh the other guys with Mark oh, Wahlberg dang. and Will Ferrell. Was he really in that even? He he was in that for just a second because they go over to Will Ferrell's ex-wife's house 
and he's calls her Christina and he's like, her name is Christina. You come to our house. You say my wife's name wrong. <laughs> this intensity just kills me. Yeah. You'd have a, you'd have that benefit of the doubt though. If you ever wanted to just go into a room and lose it, people might just kind of think like, Oh, I think that's that comedian. Yeah. Yeah. I should do that. Go into, <laughs> go into eat it like Amway or somewhere and be like, just have somebody go, Oh, I think that's Brett. Gil- oh my God. That's Brett Gilman. <laughs> oh, you table right over here, Mr. Gilman. Yeah, just get like a friend that looks kind of Sarah Silverman-y or something like that. And, yeah, you know, yeah. Like they'll just kind of like, they'll figure like, oh, wow, popular people in Grand Rapids. Wow. In our little town. <laughs> uh, man, I hope they bring back some of those tax benefits because it was cool for a minute thinking like Grand Rapids is going to be the next big place. But it was for like six months. They used a, um, I happened to, one of my first jobs out of college was a startup um, in the, uh, the the buildings right on Division. And there did happen to be like a B movie that was getting shot. Like they wanted our location for it. And the landlord, like, or the landlord offered our location or something. Um, But we already had a video studio going on. And then like, it kind of felt like one of those, like you're getting to see like, oh, but these are the real like video guys, you know, like we had, we were shooting, actually, it was pretty cool. We were shooting on um, Canon 7Ds. So like we, we had a pretty cool setup going, like we had the jib kind of on set you know but like all of our stuff and is really small just to kind of so set the scene see a little these... bit what were you guys doing like what kind of things uh projects were you guys doing before they showed up oh man that was uh it was a concept of like power tool reviews it was like a tool time type of deal like um, okay if tool time were real uh yeah. we were aiming for it like do you remember the anchor jerry barnaby for news eight like in like late 90s Oh He's, no, I'm not originally from Grand Rapids though. Oh yeah. Well, it's, it's a, it, weirdly enough. I drop his name. If I don't drop his name, <laughs> then like certain people will kind of be like, Oh yeah, that guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to get he, a hate now too from people in West Michigan. Like, dude, you don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll let him know. He'll, he'll single you out for sure. No, he's like a super <laughs> cool guy, but he's this ultimate, he was a great like TV host, but he, he was very much like Tim, the tool man, Taylor on set kind of like he's, he's just fast talking. He doesn't really use power tools, but he like likes talking about them. And like, then we'd have like old, these like old contractors coming in that were not comfortable on camera. And so like, you'd have it just like the oh, you get people on takes. camera that they say everything like it's a question. Like, yeah, I'd be talking right now. It's a lot of yeses or just kind of like, uh, oh, yeah. So, the, you know, this thing had a lot of good range. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just silence. Like, oh, boy, this is going to be a long take. Um, yeah, that one. That was it was a really fun job. It was like the first one out of college. And so I immediately had that like, oh, you know what? I could kind of do whatever I want. Like, this is awesome. Like, I, I'm not getting paid anything, but I am very <laughs> like I'm having a blast. Like, yeah. like for sure like it set me in motion of like because i went right from that into a corporate job and did not flourish in that did no i i learned i'm really good at pranks um if i'm bored <laughs> um so like it that so first was, job it really wasn't was a total key. loss <laughs> yeah no it wasn't a total loss i did you know the ceo did notice me after i put my name on the company's wikipedia page as one of the prominent members uh so you know like you, you know you get noticed uh, if you work hard you know <laughs> That's hilarious that the CEO even gives a shit about Wikipedia. That that, that was my thought too. Kind of like <laughs> this is a public journal. What are you doing? Like, I, yeah, it, I I feel a little bad for the boss I had there. I just I didn't I didn't fit in in that type of culture. He had to yeah. have a lot of those like you can't do that. 
like you know it's corporate <laughs> thankfully so you can never get fired yeah but like you're just a lot of those kind of like well you know you can't you can't say that at a meeting you can't go into someone's office and put your face on front in front of all of their spouse's face like you can't do these kind of things you know like yeah yeah i felt bad yeah, for him no. in that sense yeah my buddy uh kirk who hosts a podcast in grand rapids too called the, the talk in the attic. attic um he says that you know he had a very similar kind of experience where uh he was working in the corporate world and everybody kind of was like called him a hippie or the the f word that you know I was we don't say the f word anymore yeah. but yeah um and so yeah he's like there's definitely like this kind of like macho broy atmosphere in certain parts of the corporate world so and true. he got caught in it and it just wasn't for him yeah it's i mean if you can I guess I, yeah, like I wasn't having fun. My portfolio was not doing well in any way, but like, I guess if you're okay with making yourself laugh by like possibly getting in trouble here and there, like, yeah, yeah why not? <laughs> it was so, definitely the the least of the ones that worked. I think that's always, yeah, why some of the uh, neurodivergence always have to land in like uh, just a, a unusual type of job. What did you do there? Did you do like uh, visuals for the show or were you more involved with like oh, actually at, the video part of it? At Tool Select, I actually, I was, I was doing, um, boy, to date myself, uh, it was around when um, ad monetized, uh, ad personalized ads were starting to become a thing. Okay. Like we were, I was on the social media, well, I was the social media team, um, like creating content, like creating clippings from the show and yeah, like yeah. posting them and like it it was i guess it was a little bit it was kind of a nice way to write too because like you only it was like twitter was 140 i think and mm. facebook would limp facebook timeline had just come out um there was a lot it was a pretty like i really enjoyed like the level of like social media that was there i just was good at it at the time too because i kind of like just grew up with it yeah um then i also <laughs> I also had to like do audio since it's so small, I had to do audio and I was so bad at it. Like I, I had to hook up mics, you know, and like get you tested. And like, I basically was there to just like raise my hand if like the mic levels broke and they had to repeat a question. Yeah. Like I just, I, I had a lot of like little odd jobs all over the place. Um, but yeah, mostly it was um, trying to, it was actually one of the only profitable spots was my social media posts. Really? It was, well, yeah. Cause it was like back when, I mean, we were, I remember telling people kind of like, yeah, you should definitely like consider advertising through tool select because like you put it in a magazine, you don't know what's going on with tool select. You can, you can like zoom in on which users are doing what you can see what other pages are, like. We're just selling them this invasion of privacy because it wasn't like known yet. Like we, we didn't yeah, like yeah. it just, we were kind of like, this is amazing. You can find out like everything up to like the first names of all these people you can get, like you just, just breach all of their data. And like, it just, it was such a cool concept at the time. <laughs> I look back and kind of have it like, Oh man, we were like selling invasion like just straight up selling like oh yeah you could check out everything about your users at any time just go ahead and peek on them yeah it's <laughs> that's, that's crazy that i don't know why it made me think of this but i was watching a video the other day of um, people who hack the people that like try to call you and be like go out and buy 20 gift cards and then tell me the codes you know like those guys they're like oh okay oh hey by the way just real quick click 
now I can see your face right now. And they're all like, ah. <laughs> so that's any, fantastic. Anytime anybody talks about privacy, I'm like, eh, pretty much as soon as you turn the computer on and click okay to anything, it's gone. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh it's yeah, the the thing you're walking around with your pocket, yeah, like a it's either it's either that or you know the, the scary yeah. vaccine. Yeah, that's people, that's definitely what's the government's you. gonna not, track not us. The it's like walking computer in your do. phone. Yeah. They already know where you are right now and what you bought. Yeah. The amount of the the amount of us that like in college like would go out to the bar with a like pocket camera, take a bunch of photos with the flash on, upload the whole album to Facebook and tag all your friends in it. Like they got all the data they need. We we gave them everything we needed through those like four years in college. Like yeah. <laughs> it was oh, such a terrible like habit. Yeah. The good news is there's just so much of it. It's all buried in a heap somewhere. I do that. Oh man, I have done the occasional like download your data thing. And it is a little weird of kind of like, boy, I didn't even know that picture existed of me. I forgot about that. Like <laughs> this is just so this is just in a file on me somewhere. This is insane. It I'd probably then, be yeah, better off coder, since it's already even, exists, just not knowing. Yeah. I feel then also like a little bit like anxious, like as a coder of kind of like knowing, like, oh wow, yeah, if that is just like in a JSON file, I guess yeah, you can just kind of export the yeah, boy, that that is easy to do. <laughs> hatching evil genius plans in your head as we speak huh yeah yeah screw this book i was gonna say man you got an idea for a novel right there oh man i'd see i don't know if i could do the fiction part of it i'll have to i'll have to lean on you for that like hey. got these ideas and then yeah you can then you can just have that screen playing while i tell you a, a book idea yeah <laughs> like oh you're a writer i have an idea for you Before we start to move into kind of like the final part of this, let's talk about the stuff that you do out of your own passion, not for, uh, well, not necessarily for a paycheck, whether you get one or not, but what's the, what's the stuff that really fuels you creatively, <laughs> creatively uh, these days um, that, yeah. Um, boy. Terrible ask, but you figured it out. <laughs> no, I was picking it up big time. Yeah. Um, boy, what's the fuel for it? Um, I don't really have a consistent fuel. Um, I kind of just really enjoy, like, I, I just really enjoy doing it. Like I, even on a day, like even on a day where I don't really have to design, I still will probably like check out dribble or Behance or something just to see, like, I just enjoy taking in like good design work. That's just, a, ugh, it like mm -hmm. scratches me in a way I don't really understand. Yeah. Um, I do a lot of stuff too, just to like have like, it's, I feel like most people do things just to have the story to tell. Yeah. And so I, part of it is like, I kind of just do it because it's one of those, like it, it always leads me to interesting places. Like, I mean, I'm, you know, you do enough stuff like you get to talk to on a podcast to uh, yeah. other people that are kind of like, yeah, Hey, I'm creative. What do you got going on? Yeah. Um, actually it sometimes, uh, I'll say, it, I guess the fuel for stories kind of does, uh, fuel a lot of it because I did say yes to a railroad company design because they offered to let me drive the train um, <laughs> after it has my logo on it. It was one of those like, I didn't know that I needed to do this, but I need to do this. <laughs> like I, like immediately bucket list item, like created and needed right away. Um, 
and then, yeah, just like stories to tell with friends. I don't know. It's, I, I get a lot of recharging and just energy from like being around, like, like, I don't know, my friends are hilarious. So like, I just like hanging around with like them as much as possible. Usually. Yeah. I have, I have like other urges, like for like, I don't know if you'd call them positive, negative. I don't know. Like it's, it's just a need. I don't know. Yeah. I don't, I don't have a consistent, like, well of, I don't know if that even answered that no, question no, at all. No, no, it gets at it. It gets at it. Um, well, tied in with that, then what kind of stuff are you working on when, uh, when somebody's not giving you input into a project that they'd like you to work on? What kind of things, uh, what kind of things do you do, uh, for, for fun creatively? Um, or not even necessarily for fun, but what's like, you know, I've yeah. written stuff before that I wasn't excited about. And then I come home and I write my book. What, what's your mm-hmm. thing that you're like, ah, now I get to do this. <laughs> um, I always, I do enjoy working on my own website a lot because there's just no rule. Like I know all of the rules to coding and I can choose which ones to follow and which ones to not. There is, it's just literally my own little playground. Yeah. Like right now um, it's all green on green with yeah i went back to the old ideas you have to select the entire page in order to read anything uh the links are like uh five by five pixels um i i have this uh, i have a couple things going on right now a a buddy of mine and i are trying to get a drop shipping company going Hmm. um because i've got it's i mean you've how many things have you started writing and then you're kind of like i got i I can't like this don't know if this will ever see the light of day like i've got a little drawer yeah yeah, it's it's kind of one of those like projects where like I have all of these unused brandings, unused logos, unused ideas that just go nowhere. What if we just, you know, put them on shirt? Like some of these are good ideas. We could probably sell these. And he's interested in it from a business perspective. I'm interested in it in a like get some of these logos out in public perspective. So yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a, a fun one that we're doing. I have um um, I had a dog uh, at the beginning of pandemic that I unfortunately don't have anymore um, uh-huh. due to um, living circumstances. Um, but I have uh, like, I have a, a thing going on right now that I'm turning her face into a logo for a, uh, a fun uh, side venture um, that I, I might do with someone I might just do myself. Um, but it's I'm basically trying to draw a lot of dog faces right now to turn that into a project. Um, cause I have an idea in my head for that. Um, and if it is successful enough, it'd be one of those ones where I've always wanted to have a project that like gives money, like it basically like, uh, all of it is for a profit for like a charity type deal. Like I've always oh, wanted yeah, yeah. to do something like that. And I feel like this could be one of those things of like, Oh, maybe I could do like a humane, uh, humane society uh, donation every year out of this uh, side project kind of thing. Oh, that's awesome. Um, yeah, or so, yeah, something just to kind of like, like I don't know. When you miss a dog and you can't like hang out with it, you just kind of want to like kind of like you know that she she would like this. You know, she'd be happy. You know, she'd yeah. like, she'd like seeing her face on this kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. um, and so that one's a really fulfilling one for me right now. Um, it's one of those ones I can only work on like here and there. Cause then I always end up getting sad and then have to switch to a new project for a little bit. Um, I'm desperately trying to figure out, I try to make space designs a lot. I don't see this poster here. Yeah. This is like an inspirational one. I've got a, like this entire living room is covered in space posters because I want to be good at that. And I just don't think I'm there yet. Hmm. So I, 
am constantly trying to do like different space logos, different space posters. And eventually I will have something to show. I swear. One of these times <laughs> I will finally be like, yes, this is the style I've been looking for. This is what I needed. Yeah. Um, those three all kind of rotate around. I, I never have like one thing that I just return to. It's always kind of a, like I do these and then I sit on the couch with my wine and put like 30 rock on in the background and kind of feel like I'm working <laughs> with, you know, like uh, in, in New York, you know, it's, uh, yeah, it's almost like the working on it is almost like the fun part, really, like more than the ideas themselves. Sometimes like I enjoy being on the couch with TV on and like a little wine and like, kind of like, it just, there's something so Zen about that to me of like, mm -hmm. when you really feel like you're doing what you mean, you're what you're, maybe not meant to do, but like what you really enjoy doing. Yeah. Like, which you I could argue are things. interchangeable, the two, two terms. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. Like I like doing it. I feel like I'm good at it. I feel like it does good for the world for me doing it kind of thing. Like it's it, yeah, yeah. one of those, I'm just sitting in that boat of like, Ooh, that feels, this just feels correct. I don't know how else to describe it, you know? Yeah. And that's, you know, people say that <laughs> I've heard people complain about, uh, millennials being like, oh, they all want to have a job that's important and means something. Not everything has to mean something. It's like, doesn't it though? Yeah. Like, like uh, let's question that existence for a second. No kidding. Not, yeah. Like, I'm not glad everything that needs to mean something. Was that sounds so satisfying. Terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when, yeah, when at the end of it all, we don't get a lot of the same perks as, uh, man, I was just telling somebody the other day, my, my uncle, I think he finished sixth grade went and got a job working for GM retired after 40 years and bought a house on an Island. Like what? you can't, you can't do that anymore with a full pension. Yeah. yeah you know what I mean? That just, that's not, that's yeah, not available that's to the us. Dream. That's, that's the kooky life. What, like, that's they, the dream. Yeah. Yeah. We're living the reality of it. Like a job that's meaningful and fulfilling is all that's left after that was all you had to do. Yeah. I mean, telling I, me I, I could have just dropped out of middle of school, hard labor. turned wrenches for 40 years and then retire on an Island. That versus is, yeah. people saying like, well, you need to get a master's degree, possibly a doctorate. You need to try to get an internship with a good company here. And then you're going to get a shitty paying job for five years before you can work on some trend. It's like, oh man, I got red hot when I found out that credit scores um, weren't even like a, like a thing until like, like, I was like 89, 99. It was something around that time. So like, there were a lot of people that when they were going to college didn't even have to like wonder what their credit score was. And like, yeah. now you have to be by 18, you should have like some sort of credit kind of working in your favor and kind of like, that doesn't make any sense. They don't teach you finance in high school. Like, yeah, it just, the or amount of like, barriers you have to do to even get started now is wild. Like I, I remember, remember in school account, learning like, how to write a check. Like, yeah, that was part of our financial education is how to balance a checkbook. Yeah. We had, we had a ton of those and like, it just, or not a ton of those. Sorry. Um, we had a ton of like the how to like, like outdated stuff like that. Like, yeah, this is where you put like the numbers in on the check. Not like, this is how you don't go over, like, you know, over checks are $30 every time you do this. Don't go over because you're going to get slammed with this $30 and you're not going to have that $30 for at least 10 years that you can consistently pay into it. So for a while, you're just going to keep going in the red. Yeah. Like, yeah. All I, you need I, to do is just show kids what uh, debt on a credit card looks like over time. That's it. Yeah. I. Uh, That's why it's yeah. not good to carry a big balance all the time, people. I never. I am. I am one of those like, I, I. I've had roughly the same clothes 
for about a decade now. I get maybe <laughs> like I, I when a shirt rips, then I will get a new one. Or yeah. like if it's truly gotten stagnant, like I th- think I've gone on like a shopping spree of like a hundred dollars twice over the past three years, maybe five years. Yeah. Because I just I I don't it seems like a silly thing to put money into yeah. when well, you I get could, a lot like, of store up Goodwill. that money and go somewhere. Like maybe maybe a mile, mile and a half, we got a Goodwill and they've always got pretty nice stuff in there. Like I yeah. even came away the other day with a, a Banana Republic sweatshirt or not sweat. Yeah, sweat. What do you call that? Sweater, not a sweatshirt. A Banana Republic sweater. And I was looking at it after I got it home. I was like, oh, I can't even machine wash this thing. I got this for seven dollars. Wow. That, yeah, that is fancy. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Like I'll, I'll ride on those for a while. I remember going, uh, I had a friend's wedding I was getting sized for. And of course he did men's warehouse. And just while I was there, they had some like $10, they were like a $10 table, like, which I didn't even know existed there. <laughs> it was just like, literally like, yeah, yeah, these are, these styles are more than a year old. So we're just trying to get rid of them. And it was a $10 sweater that I wear to this day Yeah, that like, I just, I, and then of course, since it was like, you know, originally two, 300, whatever it was that I got for 10, I just, you know, like just beat it up. I mean, yeah, yeah. I wear it to like winter camp and ice fishing trips and stuff like that. I mean, that's got other like people are like from putting that on fest. a wood hanger and covering it. You're just yeah. like, it. <laughs> oh yeah. And mine's like, just like, whatever those like little rolled up balls are it's just covered in those you know because like i don't care like yeah just why it's warm but the whole point of a sweater is it's warm and it looked like oh man i i i live on like stuff like that because it just yeah yeah i don't i like to have the balance clear i don't want i don't like getting stuff i like to do things i don't like getting the stuff i just i'm an anti anti hoarder if that was a, a term yeah yeah no i i'm i'm with you too i guess the I guess you'd call that a minimalist. I've, I've struggled with that one. Cause I see people that are like true minimalists and I have that like, no, I, I like stuff. I just don't like a lot of it. Like I, yeah. I have, I like to buy things that I know I, I, I am very good at knowing like, Oh no, I will use this for sure. Like that won't get like tossed around by any means. Like I have the things that I do buy are, are expensive ish. And I like, they last for a long time. Like I just don't get, I don't, my interests don't change in that way. Like where I kind of like, ah, no, yep. Done. Like I've, I I get a nice, like I get like nice design things. I have like a nice standing desk because I just spend so much time standing and like, kind of like, yeah, I'm not getting rid of that. Like, sure. It's probably a little bit excess, but I'm okay with some excess as long as I actually like it. Yeah. I don't know if that fits in with minimalists all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, maybe, it's maybe not that, the true definition, but there's definitely a spectrum of minimalism. Yeah, I'd, <laughs> another spectrum that I'd like, fall on. Yeah, <laughs> do you only carry a toothbrush around, and that's your only belonging? And then there's people who like have a house, but it's not. They don't have a room that's just full of shit that they don't want to get rid of either. You know? Yeah, totally. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, like I mean, I do travel around with only a backpack, so maybe I could get. I could probably get. I could shave down quite a bit. I could. I could probably live on almost to the point of a tiny house, maybe maybe yeah yeah i've thought about that too i don't think i want a tiny house but i could definitely do for like a much smaller than your traditional like suburban home oh yeah yeah i am i I land i'm one of those millennials too that's just like praying for a housing collapse also (laughs) i'm just kind of like oh boy i could would love (laughs) for the economy to just come crashing down so i could afford a place um just one more time come on i'm leaning towards like a lifelong renter at this point like the guy lives above me he's been here for like 25 years 
And like, you know, if I live in an apartment, I don't have to fix things, you know, it's kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, like if, if something goes bad, it's kind of like, Hey, uh, your house is leaking and you know, like, uh, I gotta go. So hopefully it gets, it, I, I, I can, that to yeah. me is well worth like whatever the cost of like, well, then, okay. Now I gotta be the one to fix it. Or I gotta hire a handyman or as long as I you feel like the cost keep affording the rent. Yeah. Uh, I got, I, I think I got they're, the last they're jacking it up last. on the West side, like 30% in some places. Really? Yeah. West side used to be, I mean, yeah. West side when I, when I was coming out of college, it was like the place that everyone landed because you could actually afford it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this one though, like I got a spot right up. Uh, I don't know if you come downtown much, but I'm like, uh, right at the corner of fountain and prospect. And I mean, okay. Yeah, this yeah, yeah. is, it's a, it's one of those big houses, but the landlord lives like in it. So she's like, it's a very well attended place. And she keeps the like rent low and, you know, like we kind of like, it's not like expected that you would help, but like, just simply because there's only six of us that live around, like we all kind of just do like help out around the place. Cause it's a nice place to live and we enjoy it being yeah. nice. And it's a good mutual benefit for everybody. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like, you know, in that benefit, then yeah, just every so often kind of like, Hey, I've got like a couple extra bottles of wine. Here you go. Um, Hey, I got a bike that someone won't claim. So you want a bike? Like, yeah, sure. You know, like, yeah, it's, it's got its benefits at that, you know? I've been talking to you here. I'm sorry about that. No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, that's the whole point of it. Is there anything else that you want to say just to creativity, being a creative person, being a creative professional in terms of like how to get your foot in the door, how to really establish yourself. Cause like you said that you've got some formal education, but not necessarily the full education that would like mark you as qualified, you know, air quotes qualified. Right. right? So how to, how does one, uh, besides just having skill, how does one kind of get their foot in the door professionally? And I think a lot of it was just showing the follow through that was, finally where I've landed at. Um, I thought it was always like talent driven, like that people would like, you really could only get work if you were talented or you could only get work if you were connected. There's a lot of truth to that also, but there was a, an aspect of like following through that I need, I didn't pick up until like much later. Mm -hmm. Like when you start that project, finish that project show in your portfolio, completed projects, like, Mm -hmm something that you did the website and the logo for something that actually made it out into the public. Um, if it is a college project, sh- like, like show like a thorough piece, you know, like it's, I had this, like I a lot of, again, I keep saying half baked. Hmm. I had, I always had just kind of like things that I thought were okay, but I don't know, they weren't done. And like, I just, I couldn't ever really get started until I learned like, you know, this is a job, you know, like you, you can be creative and it is fulfilling and everything that comes along with it, but it is still like a job. Yeah. Like you do have to actually like put effort into this. If you want to get better, if you want to be noticed, if you want to get hired, yeah. like you have to try, you have to put like everything into it, which could be said about anything you really want to be good at or join into. And mm. it's, I don't think that's original in any way. It's just simply, this it, it can't be relaxed <laughs> it can be relaxing you know mentally but like it can't be something that you lax on you have to be working you have to keep pushing yourself mm-hmm. you have to keep wanting to like get somewhere else like i could have i know people that at that first corporate job that's still like that's that's just going to be their job and yeah. like that was fine with them and 
if you're like, if you're someone that does have like a, an idea of who you want to be, you kind of just have to keep like, yeah, it's just like a, another step. It's always another step. And eventually like, I mean, I got lucky where like mighty was the place that I wanted to work for. I'd use it as the example of a place I wanted to work. Yeah. The stars did get lucky for me and that they were looking for an opening and exactly what I knew how to do. And I happened to have a friend that already works there. And so I got like that little like swoop in, but like around that same time, I was still looking for other things, but it was still like, I was only getting them because I had a complete portfolio. Like yeah. they saw, Oh, wow. Okay. You've, you've worked on this thing. You've worked on this thing. Um, it, it shows range. It shows that you followed through. It shows that you enjoy what you do. Like you're, you're showing it off. You're speaking about it. It's, it, you kind of have to make it like a complete package kind of thing. Yeah. It was, it was definitely the part that I was, I wish I had been told was kind of like, you, you should be following through, like, just take it very seriously. Yeah. It's hard for me to take anything seriously, but I should have been taking this seriously, you <laughs> yeah. know? Well, some of that's just time. You gotta, you gotta live it out a little bit. Cause I was, uh, I was a terrible student. Didn't really ever set my mind to doing anything like you're talking about. Mm -hmm. um really until i was probably late into my 20s even early into my 30s and then didn't really latch onto the creative stuff till mid 30s so you know yeah it's uh, sometimes you you can tell people all the things all the <laughs> things you want but it's no substitute for life experience you know yeah yeah i mean yeah like think about all the things all the times <laughs> that you were like kind of like oh yeah i finally nailed it and then you like look back like five years later and like why did i think i was done why did i think yeah. i was like as good as i thought i was like yeah i had so much yeah. more to learn and like i had to fail so many more times in order to figure that out like i think that was a surprising part too was like i kept thinking like if you're good enough you probably won't fail oh man just like no matter what you just lose sometimes like yeah, even if you sure. did it right like you just you're gonna lose and like sometimes you can do something insanely well and yeah. somebody else just has a different vision in their head and goes mm, nope what I want. Yeah. And like, that's, that, that's the hardest. I think that's one that I'm still kind of learning is that just sometimes you lose. Yeah. Um, and like, it's, I think that's a tough one. Like I would take them very personally as I was coming up of like, ah, oh, I can't believe this happened to me. Like, this is so miserable. Not realizing like, no, you kind of like have to experience this. Like you won't realize how, like how much you need to finish something until you've experienced the pain of like being like, no, we need someone that's actually going to be doing this. Like you're not, you have, to, you have to feel a little bit of that pain, a little bit of that shame yeah. uh, in, in like, kind of like, uh, in order to like push yourself forward and never feel that again, you know, like. Well, and which, it's good for you if you handle it the right way too, you know, if, yeah. if you just go, I don't like this feeling, I'm never doing this again. That's, that's not good. But if yeah. you can go, huh, well, that wasn't right. What else can we do? Totally. Yeah. It, a lot of like, and they're all so cliched too. Cause like so many inspirational people say it, I'm like, you've got to fail and get through it. But like, it's more like you got to fail and like, just, yeah, it, it's, it's you almost have to be like that, march head on into something, whether it's going to work or not with yeah. the, with the same amount of confidence and like, not don't miss a step, just do it. Yeah. You if have to have like work moronic out, confidence in yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Like just That's where it all of, starts. Like, like somebody was saying the other day, uh, Kanye West started making a documentary about how he became famous before he got famous. <laughs> and everybody was probably like, what an asshole. But yeah, now it's like one of the most watched documentaries on Netflix. That's crazy. I didn't even yeah. know that part. I, I 
way behind on Yee. <laughs> but uh like i yeah it's i think yeah there is that weird you have to be like almost yeah almost like delusional about yourself like you have to yeah. like truly see yourself as worth being someone to be like that is like this is the job that i should be doing like i am the one that should be designing this like you have to yeah. like get to such a low point where you finally like oh yeah i have earned this like this is i am going to do the best job because i have like got like worked for this you know and like it instills a little bit of a fire in you or if yeah. I don't know how it couldn't instill a little bit of a fire in you if it doesn't. Mm -hmm. It's a, uh, yeah, it's, <laughs> there's also just, yeah, there's just no way to really truly prepare someone for how to get in. Cause everyone gets in like everyone at a certain point. Also. Yeah. You got lucky. Everyone has to have one lucky break. You can work as yeah. hard as you want. You still need a bit of a lucky break. Mine was like running into like having people that I enjoyed like having a network of people that I could always kind of talk to and like hear things through. Yeah. Um, that and definitely things, helped a ton. Things just work out weird too. Cause people ask me, well, how did you get into podcasting? And honestly, somebody was like, start a podcast. And I was like, I don't know how they're like, we'll help you. And I was like, okay. Somebody that I was writing SEO for. Nice. And they're just like, yeah, you, you seem interesting. Come on our podcast. So like, Hey, you're pretty good at this. Let's get you one of these. Like, okay. Dang, that's great. So yeah. And then through podcasting, I met all the people that ended up editing my book, formatting my book, doing the cover art for my book. So, oh, man. and that's I never would have thought all that was, I just thought that podcasting at best, I could get a small little following of people so that when my book did come out, I'd be like, <laughs> I'll have some people to at least hopefully buy it, you know, right when it comes out. And uh, yeah, it's turned into more like a community of friends that I've made a various varying different kinds of creativity. And, you know, I was actually just thinking that like if you're, if you're rolling down to turnstiles and stuff like, well, dang, now we're going to have to start uh, like popping in for shows and stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. I was actually a, a judge at the last comedy show they did. They had a roast battle. Oh, yeah. But no uh, way. Yeah. I remember seeing the advertisements. I don't, I think I had something else going on that day, but I remember seeing those posters. I didn't realize yeah. you were it was in the uh, middle of the week too. It was like a Tuesday or a Wednesday, but they, they packed that place out for it. Dang. Yeah. And that would be fun. That was, it was really That's, fun. Honestly, comedy roast judge would be an interesting one to list on the resume. Yeah. After <laughs> the show was over, um, Mike Logan, the host of it, he was like, it was really funny the way it worked out because you guys kind of had like, Simon, Paula, and uh, oh, what's his uh, name? Together, Ruben. No, not not Ruben. Uh, he was a contestant on the show. Oh yeah, you're right. He was like one of the first winners. But the dude that used to play the bass for <laughs> for Journey, um, and I I totally had the Paula Abdul vibes because I was like, I thought you guys both did a really good job, <laughs> and then the person right next to me was like, uh, these jokes were really lazy, and I just both, I just kind of wish you were both funnier. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> and you just have to do a playful hit on them just kind of stop it yeah and then yeah and then you got to pick one and they're just looking at you like don't don't make me go off i'm like uh -huh. <laughs> sorry you have to go sit in turnstiles and watch this grand rapids rap battle or roast battle yeah. continue yep go eat your waffle fries on the sidelines buddy sorry <laughs> man that's fantastic yeah well i'll uh i'll hit you up and I'll let you know next time i'm uh gonna be out on that side of town yeah, and then uh, yeah, pyramid schemes always uh, usually my hangout. If you're ever, uh, they got a lot going on right now. They uh, had a show just last week or two weeks ago. I can't remember now that I really wanted to go to and I didn't make it out to. 
was it the 420 show that was boy that was an interesting one no everybody had a 420 show i was i didn't even go out on 420 people were like hey man you coming to this i was just like no i'm staying here i'm gonna celebrate really a lot of stuff going on the laziest holiday yeah (laughs) yeah all the dispensaries had something going on all the bars had something going on all the clubs had something going on yeah they really did um yeah i don't remember where i was going with that shit lost track oh well i think we were moving towards saying saying goodbye anyway man i yeah but yeah it's been great talking to you thank you for coming on the show um hang out for just a second after we finish recording and uh, say any goodbyes that you want to say to people before we uh, sign off here Awesome. Well, uh, it's been absolutely like, this has been the best like Saturday I could have ever hoped to spend like this uh, to talk to creative people. And yeah, uh, hopefully other people that listen to the show will, uh, be down for, uh, talking and just hanging out and follow. I, I love the, the idea of like the network of kind of like, Oh, you do this well, I do this. And like getting to like have these really talented people to trade things back and forth with. So like, yeah. I'm absolutely hoping that like, people that you've talked to will uh, reach out and hopefully I'll, I'll run into a few of them. Ideally we'll run into each other too. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's been, uh, it's been great. Yeah. Awesome. And I'll get, make sure that I get all your um, uh, social media website and all that in the show notes. So anybody who's like, how do we get a hold of them? It's there too. <laughs> uh, Try to be pretty obvious. Yeah. And uh, then folks, this is where we leave you. Derek, thanks for coming on the show. Hang out for just a second here. Goodbye, everybody. All right, everyone. Thank you for checking in with us again. I'll be back again next week and the week after that. No more breaks without without being planned and announced ahead of time. Thanks, everybody. Check out Derek Moore. All the uh, links are in the show notes. See you next week. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Weird, right?